up to Christmas, uh, a grand idea for you to think about for you, your home, your family, garage experts, the tremendous makeover they can do to turn that into another livable room in your home, as well as a great place to just renovate. It's the only room that I think on average can be renovated in a way that actually makes it the same as adding a whole new room onto your home with the epoxy flooring, the customized storage to take it from a room that you never show people in your home. You know, they come to visit and maybe you're giving them around. You may point to, oh, that's, that's, that door there is to the garage, but that's it. Transforming it to one where that you want to show them. That's the bragging point of your home, the one that they find themselves most impressed. I know it's that way with our garage. Garage experts, think about it for Christmas. Give them a call and uh, see what they can do for you. You can find all of their info at ksgf.com under Nick's endorsements. President Trump on Saturday uh, entered William Bryce Stadium just minutes prior to kickoff. This in South Carolina and uh, notable Nikki Haley state and people went crazy, went nuts, went wild. Uh, I mean, the the guy cannot go anywhere without people just going crazy nuts. And it is, again, the sort of support that no presidential candidate ever gets other than Trump himself. And I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again. The reason is because of why he does it. Americans, particularly Republicans, see in Trump that they just don't see or they haven't seen, at least in recent history, of any other candidates. And I think Democrats, too, for their part, don't see it in their candidates. And that's somebody that they really genuinely feel is fighting for the best country possible, is fighting to make the country the best possible. It's about winning. It's about where are we today? Where can we be tomorrow? And that motivation of strictly recognizing that this is a great country, and I want to make it even better. And and while virtually everyone who runs for president at some point may say that in some form, now, Obama, he declared he was going to fundamentally transform the country. So clearly that was a bit of the opposite approach. And Biden, you know, just talks about how half the country are semi-fascist and horrible and going to end democracy, as you know it. But Trump is out there talking about this is a great country and we need to get it back to where it was. And people just genuinely and authentically believe that he is genuine and authentic in that. And that first term, he proved that much of what he said he was going to do, he did it, and it did make things better. And when you have that, that creates a belief system. Um, And it can't be replicated. And the reason it can't be replicated, I shouldn't say it can't be replicated. It's not something that can be manufactured. And that is because words... Just words alone do not inspire that sort of excitement. It is action and it's behavior. And it's a genuine belief that, no, that's who this person really is. You can't fake that. And Trump has it. By the way, uh, his campaign has unveiled new mugshot themed Christmas wrapping paper. 
uh, if you want any of it. Washington Examiner, former President Donald Trump's campaign revealing new Christmas wrapping paper themed around his infamous mugshot photo from earlier this year. The wrapping paper revealed yesterday is available for purchase for 35 bucks on Trump's campaign merchandise website. Uh, There's a different Christmas wrapping paper also available, which features the former president wearing a Christmas hat with his campaign slogan, Make America Great Again, printed on a green background. So uh, if you have yet to get your Christmas wrapping paper and you would like either or both of those, you can go to Trump's campaign website and make a purchase. (laughs) Again, one of the just satisfying characteristics of Trump, his ability to recognize, oh, the Democrats are going to try to use this against me, mugshot, of course, being the example, and thinking, you know what? I don't think so. I'll take that. Thank you. Latest news update. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. A Lebanon man accused of burglary and arson will be in court today and is expected to enter a plea. Police arrested 53-year-old Renee Harvey Jr. in March after they say he burglarized a home and tried setting it on fire. Police later tracked down Harvey Jr. and linked him to several other burglaries. He was released from prison last November after a 1996 homicide. A new lane shift may cause some delays in Springfield starting this morning and lasting through the rest of the year. Eastbound lanes will shift at the intersection of Republic Road and Kansas Expressway. One part of the eastbound to northbound left turn lanes will be closed. It's all part of the Kansas Expressway extension project. And the Chiefs beat the Raiders 31-17. Up next is a matchup with the Packers on Sunday Night Football. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. First alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny, 46 for a high today. Mostly clear tonight down to 23. Sunshine tomorrow just a tad warmer with a high of 49. we got a big special Christmas happy hour coming up. Retro Metro 4 to 6 this Friday. Going to have a big giveaway as I spend Friday once the show's over every hour. Going to be hitting local businesses, checking in with you on air and on Facebook Live with different ideas from different local businesses for uh, Christmas gifts. And then each of those locations, that that gift idea will have for one um, gift basket giveaway at Retro Metro for our happy hour, 4 to 6. All you got to do is come by, register, and we'll draw uh, at 6 o'clock. And if you are the winner, then you get all of those items that we'll highlight throughout the day. We have details at ksgf.com. Congressman Burleson with us. Uh, appreciate you being with us today. I trust your Thanksgiving was, was good, was well, wonderful, good time. Yeah, it's great to be back here and not in D.C. And I was um, it's just um, good to spend time with with family and friends. We were able to go to the uh, Republic um, High School football game. Oh. This this weekend. How exciting! It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable, and um, you know, it it was strange for me because I had I was there to support you know a family friend Mm. who was playing for Republic, but there was a part of me that that realized, oh yeah, I also represent Web City. (laughs) Oh, that's true. (laughs) So I've I've been (laughs) so I was texting people that I knew in Web City that were supporters and just just asking 
uh, do you happen to be in Republic right now? Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, having gone to high school in Carthage, Carthage and Web City were always massive rivals of one another. So the the victory over Web City uh, was particularly sweet for me. And, and we always had a saying, because in Web City, uh, they had out in front of the high school, I don't know if they still do or not, they had these five massive pillars. And in Carthage, we always said that they put up one of those pillars every time a virgin graduated from Web City. That was what we – now, I know, since you represent Oh, them, Nick. That's what, that's what Carthage – that's what – oh, I'm sure they said worse things about us. But uh, <laughs> but but they, they also always I – because mean, they uh, one year uh, – well, Grant Win- Widstrom was uh, on their team in Web City when I was in high school. And, and so we had a really great team when I was in high school that would just get beat out by Web City when it would come down to it. And so, so Republic winning uh, had a little extra sweetness to that victory. But we were actually out of town, so we couldn't even attend. It was it was a it was a nail biter. It was uh, a yeah. game that it was just so much fun to watch. And and it but it was it was absolutely the anxiety levels were really high. It was a nail biter the whole way. It was a great great game. And I'm sure that people are going to be watching replays. Yeah, some of those calls and some of the things that happened yeah. at that game. But it was it's an amazing win for Republic, as you said, Web City is a dynasty yes, team. Yes, absolutely. And and for for Republic to beat them is a big deal, but I would contend that this is the first of, of what you're going to see in Republic because of the growth that's mm-hmm. happened in Republic and because there's now so many more kids to pull from to, to, you know, to put together a really great football team. You're probably going to – this is the beginning of what I would think would be a, a potential dynasty yeah, in, it's in fantastic. It's exciting. Uh, that's for sure. We're talking with Congressman Burles. And I want to ask you, of course, there's the the uh, release of hostages in exchange for pris- prisoners, many of which are actual terrorists. And um, already Hamas is trying to drag it out. I think most people who just have ever paid attention to how terrorists, particularly Hamas, work these deals and manipulate the situations as they're taking this time in order to stock up to reestablish themselves as the terrorist force that they demonstrated they were on October 7th. And and there, I think, uh, top of the hour, a couple hours ago, it was noted that they couldn't quite find some of the hostages or something, and they're, they're wanting extensions, of course. Jake Sullivan was on Meet the Press and um and he was asked the question you know do you worry about um the perception of negotiating with terrorists that you know they will it will lead to more kidnapping and and hostages and uh he dismissed that and then doubled down in saying that if Americans are captured or held hostage we will do anything to get them back now that is contrary to our long stance as a country that we don't negotiate with terrorists. But to me, it seems pretty obvious that we're telling the the rest of the world, you kidnap Americans, hold them hostage, and we will give you anything in order to get them back. Uh, it just seems like such a profoundly damaging and dangerous message. Um, I mean, is there, has there been much talk about it in, in Washington regarding that position that is being so starkly articulated? Yeah, I don't, I, I haven't had a chance to talk about that topic in, with others in DC, but you're right. What, what's really disturbing is when you see 
for example, that we're that Israel is that that the Hamas is releasing children or grandmothers, yeah. and and in return, we have to send we have to release um, three, uh, not just you know innocent people, but mm-hmm. people that are convicted of 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 crimes, whether it's kidnapping or 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 attacking people. Um, or, or murdering people. These are the people that that are in jails. And so to to call, to equi- equivocate this is completely yeah. false because we're talking about innocent hostages who are civilians who are being exchanged for criminals who are in prison for violent criminal activities, including killing Israels, is, Isra- Israelis. And so it's not the same. It's not at all the same. And they, but you've got all these liberals on on x or twitter x or, and they're all trying to i i remember seeing one tweet where they said oh you know um the hamas out of the kindness of their hearts released four additional hostages oh. beyond what was agreed and it and it's like are you kidding me this is this this is this is awful yeah. like to even try to apologize or appease what they're doing is evil. It's absolutely evil. And it's evil to even try to try to defend what Hamas has done. The, the, the question in evaluating all of this that so often doesn't get asked, at least publicly and by the media is why does Hamas want this? Uh, Hamas, like any terrorist organization, that nothing is done out of the goodness of their heart. They, they've made very clear what their plans are. Uh, you know, get rid of the Jews, get rid of Israel. And so anything they do, any offer they make, any request they make, such as a ceasefire, is done for the purposes that they believe will help them get closer to that. And it's just so frustrating to watch the decision makers act as if that isn't a component or not even pose that question. Why do you think that Hamas wants a ceasefire? Clearly, it's not for humanitarian reasons. And I I think it's just short-term gains. They want um, to get this out of the spotlight. And though I don't know that they necessarily have any other spotlight that they want to shine. Uh, Saw Politico, you know, Biden's numbers keep going down, 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 further and further. And now uh, Biden, there's a story in the Washington Post that a press conference that Biden gave on Friday in which he said that you couldn't believe Hamas, you couldn't trust them uh, when it comes to the number of casualties they're claiming. He has apologized, according to the Washington Post, to some Muslim leaders for uh, publicly stating that he doesn't trust Hamas when it comes to that stuff. I, it's just, it's unbelievable. Yeah, and the truth is that if the Democrat, if, if Biden would stop equivocating, if he would stop um, backing down, if he, if he showed any kind of moral strength, the Democrat party would stop this. They would, they would start rallying behind him because you know how they all operate. They're in hive mind, yeah. right, Nick? Like they, they operate in that kind of mentality to defend their guy. They would start, if he, if he actually had a backbone and he, if he wanted to defend Israel, that's, that's what would happen. But he doesn't. He doesn't have a backbone. He doesn't have – I don't know that he stands for anything no, I agree. at all. I agree. And so other than just getting reelected and, 
um, and, and keeping power. And so the, but the Democrats, this, this like, this is one of the most twisted things I've ever seen where people are trying to, trying to figure out a way to demonize uh, people of Israel. And so they have no right to be there. I, I saw this one professor arguing against Ben Shapiro online that was saying that, um, that this, that just because you want to, to the, you know, the river to the sea doesn't mean that you're anti-Israeli <laughs> or that you want people of Israel gone or completely killed. Right. It's, it's like, okay, you just want their country. Right. You want them to completely, you want to, this, you know, get rid of the, their, the place, their home. But, uh, I don't, yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. So I, what I, does it mean then if that's not what it, <laughs> I've seen that too. They, uh, I, I Illinois Omar, some other, um, individual that was trying to claim no no that's not what it means and i thought hmm well that's news to a lot of terrorists right we don't want them we don't want them dead we just want them off this planet yeah that's all yeah they can find some (laughs) other planet to to uh to live on we'll let them do that um i know of course you've been home but before i let you go i just wasn't sure if there was anything else that needed to be on people's radar we're going to be going into uh, because for the first time in a long time, they they pushed this resolution not to Christmas but to January. Yeah. Um, that that discussion is kind of being pushed off on on the appropriations. Probably what will be debated in the coming, you know, first three weeks mm-hmm. of December before the Christmas deadline is um, is the reauthorization of FISA. Mm-hmm. That will be a key. Uh, fight, as you know, that the FBI has abused their oh, access no. to the system. They have searched on nearly every American um, and, and your emails and phone records. They have blatantly violated the the um, you know people's rights, and so we're going to be trying to do everything we can to lock down that process. And if, if we're going to renew FISA, that'll be a big fight. The other thing that's going to be a big fight is this is the funding for Ukraine and border. So there, there's this talk. I think the Democrats finally recognize how bad the border is politically for them. And so they're willing to relent and provide some kind of exchange for border security provisions along with if we're going to send money to Ukraine and that. You know, to me, I hate being in this situation, but at least, you know, we're in a dynamic where we don't control the White House. We don't control the Senate. We barely we barely control the, the House. And for us to get any political wins is 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 very difficult. But I think if we could force this administration to actually secure the border, then that that would be a political win, even though it would come at the cost that I hate, which would be sending more money into this corrupt war that's happening. Yeah, and if that doesn't give the average American a clear understanding of of the two sides on this, that that you and and certainly some other Republicans at least are – are looking to leverage the Democrats' desire to help a foreign country secure their border in order to force them to secure our own. Yeah. I mean, what well, a sad it, commentary. It, it, it is sad. Okay, but let me, let me kind of help 
you guys and, and the listeners understand what my thought process is, is that it's costing us, according to the CDO, it's costing us nearly a trillion dollars or like between half, half a trillion and three quarters of a trillion dollars just to, for all of the financial support of all of this, all these illegal immigrants that have come into the United States. And so the hundreds of billions of dollars, if we can save that and we can actually secure the border, then, then the tens of billions that we would be throwing at Ukraine would, would actually, I mean, I know that's twisted logic, but it would actually make sense. Sure. No, I, 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 I hear where you're coming from on it. Congressman Burleson, as always, pleasure. Uh, thanks for being with us. Thank you. Have a great week. All right, you do the same. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Coming up after we get a traffic update, quick look at the weather as well. Mayor Eric Adams in New York, of course, he was learning the hard way what happens when you make the administration look bad as the Biden Justice Department raiding some of his campaign folks' homes and uh, stopping him in the street in order to take his electronic devices. Now he's being accused of sexual assault. Oh, yes, the Trump treatment in full effect. This is first alert forecast from Color 10. Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt, sunny 46 today. Mostly clear tonight, 23 for low tomorrow, sunny with a high of 49. Very busy week. As we mentioned in the opening of the show this morning, of course, we will have a Heroes Breakfast Friday. So if you are a veteran, come by and you're going to get free breakfast as we broadcast live 6A to 9A. That is thanks to Serenity Honors, Air Service Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, Electrical, Delta Roofing, and of course, Scramblers uh, making that possible. So that will be for veterans this Friday from 6A to 9A. Uh, Also, it is going to be my annual day of heading around to local businesses finding different gift ideas for you. And we will check in every hour on air, also on Facebook Live, so you can get the visual component there as well. And we'll stop at some of our local businesses to get different gift ideas. Uh, We've got some new ones on there. We're going to revisit some as well that have fantastic gift ideas. Now, uh, a huge thank you again. Foreman Mechanical is sponsoring the event this Friday. Also, we've got um, part of uh, the the stops that we're going to make. Quick Draw Gun and Monette, High V, Wonders of Wildlife, Ming Auto Beauty Center, just for him. Uh, Aviary Cafe, which has a new restaurant, Amici's, that is an Italian restaurant open for dinner certain days a week, so I'm sure we'll learn about that. Corwin Ford of Springfield and Republic, they are providing transportation again this year, and it's all going to end at Retro Metro for our Christmas happy hour from 4 to 6, and the different location stops that we make, whatever highlighted item that each one of those locations has as a good Christmas gift idea, uh, they are going to provide in a gift basket. And one of you who is at our happy hour will win all of those items. You just got to come by and get yourself registered as we are having a good time at Retro Metro Happy Hour. And it's that, it's that simple. It's as easy as that, okay? So I don't think I missed anything. Did I miss anything Did I, I so. in that? And we do have Santa's Angels. That is That's also right. going on. Uh, those trees were out over the weekend. 
if you have not stopped at one of the locations to adopt a kid, uh, ask that you do. We have Anchor Tactical Supply on South Campbell, A1 Custom Car Care, West Sunset, Crown Power and Equipment on East Chestnut, almost to Glenstone, and then Green County Freight on Kearney. All the details are at ksgf.com on getting uh, set up for that. And final two things I'll mention. Sign up to win a pizza party at Godfathers at ksgf.com. And we have Christmas in the Ozark sponsored by Crown Power and Equipment. And this is uh, just a listing of different activities. Maybe you have some people that are coming into town to visit or you're just looking for something festive to do, but you're not really sure what's going on in the area Christmas-wise. And that will give you a listing of of ideas there. All right. The mayor of New York, who is a Democrat, Mayor Eric Adams, has been a bit of a problem for the Democrat Party, as Democrats have spent time trying to convince Americans that, well, in fact, they flat out have said the border is secure. With the exception of a rare few Democrats, the administration's policy has been the border is secure. When questioned about this over and over again, they continue to say, whether it's Mayorkas Uh, It is Kamala. It is anyone from this administration. The border is secure. And they have been able to paint it as partisan. Well, Republicans are just saying that because they're MAGA extremists. The problem they had was Eric Adams, Democrat New York, going, "Uh, no, this is a real failure. This is a problem. Now, the only reason that acknowledgement has come about is because you had a couple of governors in particular, DeSantis of Florida, Abbott of Texas, that said, oh, you you love illegal immigration so much? Here, we're going to do you a favor, and we're going to deliver some of them to you. Well, all of a sudden, they didn't like the idea so much, because there's one thing that Democrats are synonymous with, and that is the phrase, not in my backyard. Democrats love to propose all of these different programs and these feel-good, virtue-signaling bumper sticker statements until it actually affects them. Then they pitch a huge fit about it. It's supposed to be in someone else's backyard, not theirs. And this is what New Yorkers have learned. In fact, there's a local story uh, in um, New York where... Traditionally, because of the Democrat living conditions, there are a disproportionate number of citizens that don't have enough money to eat for Thanksgiving. So they all line up for Thanksgiving turkeys and found that preceding them in line were illegals, taking all of their freebies. So they're not very happy about this. Eric Adams was headed to Washington, D.C., where there was going to be media coverage. He was going to go to the White House. He was going to go to Capitol Hill in order to talk about this problem. And he had to turn around because he got phone calls from his people, his campaign people, that the Biden administration had raided their homes. They had already used up, they felt, apparently, Russian collusion. So they started with uh, Turkey. Yeah, Turkey. Uh, they're the ones who are colluding with this administration. Yeah, that's that's what we've got going on here. Humiliated Adams by having the FBI stop him in the middle of New York and confiscate his electronic devices, something that easily and so oftentimes is done by attorneys doing it. Here's what time we're going to stop by. We'll turn the devices over. They made a show of it. Sending the message clearly to Eric Adams, this is what happens. 
when you don't fall in line. Well, apparently, he hasn't gotten the message. Hence the headline, Democrat mayor accused of sexual assault. Democratic New York City Mayor Eric Adams has been accused of sexual sexual assault in a legal filing late Wednesday in the state Supreme Court of Manhattan. The plaintiff, who remains anonymous, accused Adams of sexually assaulting her back in 1993 and did not reveal any details about the alleged incident in the three-page filing, according to The Messenger. The document also names the New York Police Department and the Guardian Association as defendants. Well, this almost sounds like Trump's accuser, who had no details. She couldn't even remember what year it happened. (laughs) The summons reads, Plaintiff was sexually assaulted by defendant Eric Adams, In New York, New York, in 1993, while they both worked for the city of New York. So that suggests that this is a person who's politically connected filing the accusation. We don't know it for sure. But odds are this is somebody who has connections to the Democrat establishment. The summons was filed under the Adult Survivors Act, a law that went into effect in November of 2022 to give individuals a one-year window to file lawsuits about alleged sexual assault incidents that may have been restricted restricted by the statute of limitations. Now, that was lifted for the sole purpose of allowing the accusations to be placed against Trump. That's the entire reason they did it. That's why it was only for one year, and it was during the election cycle. Eric Adams, however, is learning what it means to draw negative attention to the Biden administration and the Biden campaign. It's just, it's, it's wrong when anyone in power utilizes that power to try and destroy political opposition, which Eric Adams, for all intents and purposes, has become to the Biden administration. Because he's drawing attention to one of the biggest failures of this administration in an area that many Americans are weighing, you know, it's part of of how, how they're deciding who to vote for come November. So it could hurt him. So in that context, he is political opposition, and it's never right for a person in power to use that power in order to silence political opposition or send a message to anyone else who ever thinks about becoming political opposition. But one would not be human if they didn't at least acknowledge that little voice that says, well, I wonder if now, you know, I mean, this is his party. How does he like it? It's not so fun when you're the target. Incidentally, this is not to say that Mayor Adams isn't guilty of all these things. This isn't to say that there isn't reasonable and perhaps even overwhelming evidence that he did commit sexual assault or he did collude with a foreign country uh, in order to help his political campaign. As I've noted before, that is what corrupt people actually like to have in power because then they have something over them. 
And that allows them, for example, to use that as a weapon against somebody who becomes a political liability to discredit them and perhaps get them out of the way. And the residual effect of that is a message to anyone else. You think that every mayor, Democrat mayor of a city that is also dealing with this massive illegal immigration problem isn't going to think twice now about calling out the administration for being responsible now that they see what has happened to Eric Adams? I guarantee you they have heard the message loud and clear. And if there were any of these Democratic mayors that were thinking about joining forces with Adams because they were worried about their reelections in cities that are being overrun by illegals that are sucking up the services that their citizens demand, they'll probably think twice about it now. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. Our building company still in development, some and still some available to you. Brand new homes in the Woodvale subdivision, Golden and Weaver. I've been through that subdivision checking out the installation of some of what you find in the Aller Building Company showroom floor. Uh, builder incentives in place. So if the high interest rates are something that have had you a bit concerned and worried, interest rates that you can negotiate should Trump or someone else who has policies not in line with the Democrats' economic policies, and things get better, you can uh, refinance, right? But in the meantime, you can take advantage of those builder incentives. That's with Aller Building Company, and you can get all of their info at ksgf.com under Nick's endorsements. It's spelled O-L-L-E-R. Speaking of New York, Mayor Eric Adams has ripped, quote, vile show of anti-Semitism at the New York City school where radicalized riot forced a pro-Israel teacher to hide. This was Queens High School. And uh, the videos of this are, I, I suppose it's fair to say, if you were just shown these vid- videos to some degree and, and you were asked, what country did this take place in? Here are anti-Semitic students that are out there seeking a pro-Jewish teacher who has had to barricade herself in, lock herself away for her own protection. What country is this? Are we talking about Syria? Are we talking about some Middle Eastern country? No, this is good old U.S. of A. The students at Jamaica's Hillcrest High School shut down the school for two hours. Shut it down. As they marched, danced, chanted, protested through the hallways in a pre-planned protest after finding a Facebook post on a teacher that in which she was holding a sign that said, I stand with Israel. The terrified teacher locked herself away as the students tried to barge in. Adams tweeted Saturday night as he shared the New York Post story on the incident. This vile show of anti-Semitism at Hillcrest High School is motivated by ignorance, fueled hatred, plain and simple. And it will not be tolerated in any of our schools, let alone anywhere else in our city. We are better than this. 
stated um, someone from the Adams administration. Now, that's great that some of these individuals, and that specifically elected Democrats are calling out anti-Semitism amongst activists that are left-leaning. But what needs to occur here is an attempt to figure out why it is that a significant portion of your voter base or future voter base, why individuals that buy into the rhetoric of the left are so anti-Semitic. You notice they don't really talk about that too much on the left. They will say things that are accurate. This is unacceptable. This is vile. This is hate. There's you know, no place for this in convert. You know, all of that sort of, 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 of rhetoric and recognition. But do you ever stop to ask yourself why it's there to begin with? It doesn't happen on accident. It doesn't just come out of thin air. That you have on college campuses, you have amongst a lot of these left-wing activists, all they're all on the same page here. Why do you think that is? And when there is open recognition by political leaders on the left, that this is a, 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 a problem within their party, and then take the step further to figure out why. A genuine step for because I'm assuming that there are some Democrats that are relatively high up that do not share these sentiments, that are not defaulting to supporting a terrorist organization. Until those people start vocally recognizing, yes, this is a problem within our party, and genuinely saying, let's figure out what's causing this, it is not going to get better. It's only going to get worse. And no matter how many times they tell them that they are bad and they are out of line and they're clearly they believe they're in control. And frankly, because they are in some of these areas. When you can have students shut down a school, you watch the videos. They tore uh, uh, um, water fountains off walls. They committed acts of vandalism. They're just, a lot, just running, roaming free while trying to chase down the Jew lover teacher who had to barricade herself in a room. And why is it that we are consistently, when these sorts of incidents occur, they're in public schools or universities? Perhaps that's another question that we can try and determine the, the, the source of such anti-Semitism. Why are these instances with frequency occurring in these same sorts of locations? Because there are a lot of places they're not happening. I mean, they're not happening in you know, Christian churches. Not happening at 
right wing functions, not happening at Trump rallies. They're not happening anywhere where you traditionally find conservatives gathering, not at pro-life events. Isn't that interesting? That they all are happening in these institutions that have been for some time run by the left in this country. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. And in furtherance of this pathway to divide and conquer Americans at a young age, Denver schools adopting language justice policies with goal to support native languages over English. It is among the first in the country to adopt what they call language justice, which would encourage students who don't speak English to be able to use their native language to learn as opposed to being educated in English. What good does that do anyone? The point of communicating is to make sure that people understand what it is that is going on in your mind and vice versa. And in a community, it is to have for the betterment of all. Because if you cannot understand people around you, it diminishes your ability to communicate with others around you. Some of you may have heard a story regarding a Tower of Babel in which the the entire destruction was precipitated by the deliberate in, in the punishment, I know many of you know the, the, the Bible story in Babylon and, and the, the sudden inability for the people creating this tower to communicate with one another. And it caused chaos. Computer systems. I mean, everybody being able to communicate with one, you know, pilots across the world. And to deliberately encourage people not to be able to communicate with one another more disasters ahead glenn beck's next i'm nick